0: Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account.
1: Heads on the ground, and I remember I heard a sound hit the ground, and I'm like, that's not wood. I'm like, what is that? And another one dropped, and I'm like, it's I'm like, it's a golf club.
0: Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand, just like you. Please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell them, please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Don't tell them, please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell them, My story about college fraternity and their toxic, sometimes violent culture can really groom a person to be who they are going to be for a large remainder of their life. I was in the middle of it, but now want to show what goes on behind the curtain and try to revamp how college Greek lives operate for the good and mental health of all students. I mean, it's so interesting for a few reasons. One for me, I went to NYU, so it is the opposite of a normal college experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Greek yeah. life and I can't speak to that because I wasn't in it. But everyone who goes there even knows that the Greek life there is like essentially fake.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I just know nothing about the world you're going to tell us about. I've really only heard horror stories mm-hmm. or I've heard the best friends, bros for life, you know, live, die, sigma chi <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. I actually just made that up. That was pretty good.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they say that.
0: If that is their chant. Yeah. So before we jump into it, let's just give um, our listeners a little background. Uh, Mm. Your name is Tyler. What state are you Mm. in right now?
1: Uh, Missouri. I live right outside of St. Louis.
0: Are you comfortable saying what state you went to school in? I take it you're going to change the name, but you don't have to.
1: In In the deep south.
0: Deep South. I, amazing. As I said, I know nothing about this, but I do know that this is a really uh, important story that you're going to tell because I don't think mm. it's really been told, you know?
1: No. Uh, yeah, you see all these stories on the news, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of after an event has already happened. You've never really heard while people are in the middle of it. I mean, some kids might share it with maybe their parents, maybe their older siblings that have already gone through it. But that's kind of what you don't, and you don't really think about it until you're way past it. You know, you kind of look back and you're like, I was either in the middle of that, I went through this, I see people going through this. And you're just like, how, how are you still who you are today? Or how did that change you? It's just, it's really interesting. Like, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but a lot of it kind of shapes someone who they are and it, yeah. that could be in a good way or bad way. So,
0: yeah. So why don't you just take us back to going to college? What made you decide to get in a fraternity and just start telling your story from there and I'll jump in.
1: Yeah. No. Um. So I actually, so my family is a, a Southern family. So even though we're not from the South, we all went to Southern schools. So my brother went to a deep South school, did the whole Greek life thing, but he actually only lasted a semester um, got kicked out because of grades. So, but he was like, that's how I made my friends. It's not really important that you stay in all four years, but you should do it because that's how you're gonna meet friends and all of that. So actually when I was a freshman, I went to actually not the school that I graduated from. I went to um, another one, it was still in the South. And I thought I liked it, you know, cause I'm like, you get a taste of the South, good sports, you know, people, culture, all that stuff. And joined a fraternity there. And there, that's what I kind of pictured Greek, Greek life. You know, there's a formal rush, you know, Mm -hmm. you, it, that lasts 10 days, you know, you meet different people. You're almost, it's, and that's also how sororities work. The fraternity I ended up joining, it just wasn't for me because I, I liked. I guess the idea of it, but once I started getting to know the, the guys that were in it and the stuff that we were doing. And plus this school, even though it was a southern school and everyone's like, oh wow, like Greek culture should be this way, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was such mm-hmm. a it was such a letdown. And that wasn't really their fault. That was just the university's rules. So after a year, like I did the whole thing. I tried to be in every event. I even moved into the fraternity house my second semester, um, trying to really get myself into it. And, I'm, and at the end of the year, I was just like, I, I can't keep doing this. I don't want to do this another three years. But also, you know, I'm just not really happy here. So I transferred, went into the university that I graduated from, it was in the state of Alabama. And so I walk in a week before school starts, we move into an apartment because we're transfer students, we don't get to have the dorm experience, you know, again. So I walk in and I think okay, well, there's going to be a rush schedule. I can, you know, just do everything because sororities and fraternities are different. Sororities, once you're in one, mm-hmm. you can't drop and join another one. Mm-hmm. Once you're in it, you either are with it or you stay in it, and that's the other thing. Fraternities are different.
0: Quick question, just uh, just a little confused about the first school that you went to. What was it when you say, like, it just wasn't for you, the, the Greek life there? Was it too bland, or yeah, what made it yeah, different and, than other schools?
1: I guess because... I mean, for, for one thing, our campus was a dry campus. So mm. I'm picturing parties in the fraternity <laughs> houses and yeah. they're like, yeah. And they're like, no, we have to go to off-campus houses, which I know other schools are like that, yeah. but like your fraternity party would be at like an off-campus crack house, you know, mm. like, and it's, and it's, I'm just like, okay, you know, but if that's what makes or breaks it, like whatever, yeah. but like ha- and the half the fraternities didn't have houses, they were, mm. they were off campus or whatever. We had one, we were, Compared to other schools on the lower end, so but again, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe this is how it, this is how it's supposed to be, and you know, whatever. But I, a lot of my friends went to college in Missouri, so when mm-hmm. I would go visit them, I'm like, oh, well, this is the real deal, and they're not like even classic a turning
0: school. up, yeah, 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 and that's exactly. what you wanted at the time.
1: Exactly, yeah, okay, and and, and I'm not. I always thought I was, you know, everything had to be the way that I envisioned it. So mm-hmm. if something wasn't going the way that I thought it was going to be, well, I'm like, well, I have to, I either have to change or I have to have a new scenery. Um, so yeah, that's why I didn't like it at the, basically at the end of it, but also it was the people in it. Again, since I'm a, we're a Southern family, I'm expecting to walk in. People have the Southern accent. They're from little towns and whatever. No, people were coming from Chicago, New York, Pittsburgh, but they would put on a vineyard vine shirt, and yeah. if I wasn't wearing one, they're like, "You're not Southern."
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, well,
1: I'm like, calm down." I'm like, it, it, so that's another reason it just got me so mad.
0: So you wanted the classic out of a movie college fraternity yeah. experience, which it, I don't know it, the it, end it, of the story, but seems kind of ironic towards where I'm guessing it, you're going.
1: It, yeah, I, like I yeah, like I I've heard stupid stories. You know, you've heard of like. You know in fraternities like you know some people like the basic thing is like elephant walking during pledge if that was the other thing my pledge mm-hmm. ship i'm supposed to hear that pledge ship is you know horrible it's a bet it's the best yeah. course eight weeks of your life or whatever ours was such a joke like they would tell us to clean and i could literally be like no i'm not doing that and then they'd call me a pussy and then we'd move on so <laughs> you know not that i'm saying that i was like no please yell at me please do something but like yeah.
0: It was too tame. The experience was too tame. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, so I get to my school in Alabama and I knew no one going in there. I knew of a kid that we went to middle school together. That was the only kid that I knew. And so I'm listening to see if there's any of these rush events going on. And so I text him and I'm like, Hey, I'm coming in. You know, I just transferred. When's rush start? And he's like, Oh dude, like That happened months ago. We did some vars in the summer. He's like, if you can get into a house, um, you have to be invited. I'm like, well, how do how do I do that? He's like, okay, well, in my fraternity, we still have a couple open spots left. How about you come over? The rush chair will interview you. So I'm like, where? What what does that even mean? So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll come in. So and like I said, this is the second day I'm at school. So already it's totally different.
0: But also to your credit. Like, this is the social life at these schools. Like, to be in a frat, like, you want to get in one.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. That's your social life. Yeah. And and it's different. And it's almost different more for guys than girls. Like, girls can, you don't have to be in a sorority. It kind of helps, but still, like, I knew a lot of girls that were friends with girls that weren't in sororities, but they still went to the same parties, whatever. Guys, it's just really different, especially what schools Mm -hmm. you went to. So, you know, so I go over to this fraternity house. And again, I came from not a wonderful, spectacular house. So Mm. it has oak, you know, libraries (laughs) and crystal chandeliers. Like, I mean, some country, some country clubs aren't that nice. You're
0: like, I've made it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, so I sit down in this chair, you know, and like the guy kind of does like literally like the spin around the swivel chair with his hands like this. And I'm like, what have I just walked into? So he has a list of questions and he's in the first question he asked me, he's like, well, how much um, does your family make? And Mm. I'm like, I I don't know. Like, I know we do well, but I've never asked my dad that. He's like, well, can you, can you leave and find out? Uh, Okay. So I walk outside and I call my dad while he's at work. And I'm like, do we know how much we make? He's like, no one needs to know that. I'm like, I I know, but I'm like, work with me here. So I think I just threw a number out there, not like outlandish, but literally an, (laughs) an estimate. And so he's like, okay. Um, so how, where do you, where are you from? Okay. Missouri. Thank you. A normal question. Third question, how many residences does your family have? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, vacation homes, second properties, real estate properties, any. And I'm like, what is that? But again, I guess I was following the criteria because technically I've we did have some. It, it was from extended family. So I just said, you know, I would, I'm like, I'm not about to make up stuff to get yeah. into this, but I was just answering the question. Yeah. And then the fourth was what kind of car do I drive? And what car does my immediate family drive? And I'm like, why does that matter? So long story short, I get through eight questions. And so finally he stands up, shakes my hand, and, you know, says, you know, we'll be in contact. And so I'm walking out, and the kid that I knew from middle school, I asked him, I'm like, what was that? He's like, no, no, you did good. I'm like, what do you mean I did good? he's like, well, usually if we don't like someone, we stop after the second or third question. You made it to eight. That's pretty good. And I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. offense. I, even if I get asked to join this, I I don't want – that's not what I want. Like – you know, yeah, I want to be with guys that I get along with. And maybe we're a little similar, but I'm not we're not banking, banking it off social class and all that stuff. So I kind of was like, screw that. Fa- fast forward to the beginning of school, we have nothing. My roommates and I, you know, we've kind of exhausted all of our, you know, um connections, the little that we had. So we went through our first semester of college on the outside looking in. And I'm like, this is just weird. You know, like, this is what I've wanted, but like, I can't, it's really not that easy. You really have to, it's who you know. You know, football is a huge part of Southern college culture. So I'm picturing like where my brother went, everyone dressed up, everyone's in their suits and their ties and cowboy boots and all that. And it's like a big deal. Well, here at my school, the only people that dress up are the pledges. So by the time football rolls around and we go to the big area that everyone tailgates, all the fraternities have tents and everything, the um, pledges are dressed up. They have to have a date. Um, If you don't have a date, you basically like some people have to carry around a broom with like a wig on it and pretend like Mm. that's your um, or like sometimes they're not even allowed. So as wrong as that is, it's just like, well, you kind of were forced to meet girls to talk to people. So I'm like, I kind of wish I had that because we lived in an apartment off campus. Besides class, we didn't really have anyone, you know, unless you had the typical a girl sit next to you in class and you start talking. You really don't have, you know, any way to communicate with anyone. Yeah, Fratern- fraternities are able to basically pair up with a sorority or two at a time. And they literally throw a party every Thursday during Pledgehip and Pledgehip at last 10 weeks in this school. And so that's how you met people, no matter if you did anything with them, just talking to them. But that's how a lot of these guys made these girls that they're friends. So you're seeing all of this from literally the outside looking in and you're just like, Mm -hmm. Gosh, like, you know, it's watching your
0: experience pass you by. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And it's not even like the, you know, oh, you know, I guess, you know, it'll be it'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll we'll do our own thing. And as time goes on, you're like. No, that's kind of that's kind of the way no matter if you mm-hmm. some, some people I know walked into college to this college, never wanted to be in a fraternity and literally ended up joining one because they're like, it's almost social suicide if mm-hmm. you don't. So you get sucked in this culture no matter if you want to or not. So basically, by the end of the first semester, we're there. Um, we're, we do have spring rush. A lot of the girls that we did become friends with before we um rush. They were giving us the download. They're like, don't go to this one. They do this to their pledges. Don't go to this one. They roofie. They are known for roofing, you know, yeah. like all this crazy stuff. One of my roommates had a distant friend from high school. And he's like, he's in one. And apparently it's a good one. Why don't we reach out to him? And he invited us, my, me and my two roommates, we walked into a party and it was basically, you talk to the president, vice president, the chairman there's eight on a panel usually and a couple of the guys and literally while you're talking to someone all of them go in a room and basically are like do we do do we like them yes or no and i guess they liked all three of us and mm. they gave us a bit on the spot and i'm telling you all this just because once we're in the middle of it
0: yeah you're setting the like, scene and, and, i get it yeah, yeah
1: so we're so we're just like uh, you know this is bizarre but i guess you know okay we're
0: now you're congratulations.
1: In. yeah so we 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 get a bid um, on our first day. You know, we have to wear certain things. Like at my other school, they're like, you have to wear a college shirt. It's like, okay, whatever. I was wearing a t-shirt half the time. That's how much I really did not care what they said. They're like, if we catch you outside of this, it's not going to be good. And you really kind of believed what they, what they said. So it it was a polo. It cannot have any logos on it. It could not be a Ralph Lauren or anything like that. Um, Whitewashed jeans. And then these gray new balance, new balance shoes, which I cannot stand. I remember seeing kids wearing those and I'm like, you have to be a grandpa or an idiot to spend money on that. And I'm thinking there's $70. Well, they give us this list to go out and shop. And they, those things were $170. And that just, I'm like, I saved money all summer and I have to waste it on these shoes. Like, you've got to be kidding. But again, you just did it. You didn't even think twice. You didn't even put up a fight because they weren't mean, but they, they got in your head very early on. And it was kind of like a almost like a brainwashing. So, well, also, you—if you, know,
0: you didn't, you knew what you'd be going back to, which was
1: exactly. And what's funny, we one. didn't, yeah, and we didn't even know what if we disobey, we didn't even know what that was. We just assumed, okay, mm. well, if it took this hard to get in, it they're not just going to kick you out or anything. Like mm. they're they're going to make it worth your while. So our first week goes by. We have this room we call the TV room. When you walked in, so we had to walk in the back of the house. We cannot use the front door, so we're going in the back you know, where our house laid, it's behind a parking lot. So you have all these houses lined up and they have these huge fences that cover their backyards. You can't see inside. Mm
0: -hmm. So we have
1: to go through these doors right through the first room in the house and we have to sit there and we either have to do homework or if we're told to do something. So I'm expecting, okay, someone's going to say clean their room or someone's Mm going to say, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, bring it on at this point. Were you kind you
0: know? of excited for this because you had had such yeah. a lame experience?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I I remember the like the day we all woke up, me and my roommates, we were excited. We were pumped. Mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we're in it. But then it was kind of one of those, okay, we worked so hard to get here. What are we walking into? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these girls that had told us about this house, they could be lying. They yeah. could have stuff hidden. Like, we have yeah. no idea. So 20 of us walk in, we're all sitting cross-legged on this floor and just in our fraternity house had 110 people in it, which was medium sized some big. What was the reputation
0: of the house that you had heard from the girls? Like what made you want to rush this house?
1: How my school was separated, where they laid, it was called uh, Jefferson Lane. And that was the old houses that had been there forever and they were working on getting on new row to build their ginormous mansion. So just because you had a big house did not mean the guys were good. Yeah. It did not mean anything. So they're like, no, they're the best on Jefferson lane. They have fun parties. The guys are fun. Um, mm-hmm. But also they're from all over. They're not just from the South, but they, they all share like the same Southern values. So like, even though you're coming from the North or the West coast or the East coast, you know, they're not going to try to smother their beliefs on you, you know, like everyone just shares that common ground, which is what I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so we're in there the first day and here come 30 people just start barking orders, you know, you know, clean my room, uh, get, you know, go take me to class, go grab food for so and so and I'm like, Okay, well, here we go, you know, whatever. But three days into it, out of our 20, people 10 people dropped just within the second day because i guess the barking of the orders was too much and i'm like even i know it's going to be worse than this but you uh-huh. guys really can't hang on okay whatever well when that happened we are now down to four people with cars and getting around everywhere on campus. So basically, I'm an Uber, you know, but again, you're just like, you're just doing what you're told. So it was about, I say day five, and it's a Friday and Fridays at school at school are a huge deal. Basically, how it works is, and this is in the fall, but also in the spring. The pledges are kind of put on the front lawn and you're basically showing the other houses like, hey, this is how many guys we have and this is what we can tell them to do. So you're looking down the street. I saw two pledges on top of the pillars going into the front of the house. They have to act as gargoyles. They can't move. And it is and it is hot. And, you know, one 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 guy faint fainted because it was so hot and he couldn't move. So and some guys are having to play um, football, but with uh, tobacco dip in their upper and lower mouth. So if you can't handle that, people are just falling over like flies. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, are um, shotgunning beers. How many can you do in a minute? So it's stuff like that. But again, what was crazy? I'm like, this is a Friday afternoon. In our front lawn in the daytime, a s- university police, yeah. a campus rep, anyone could be walking through right now, and you know, shut this out. Like at my first school, that would have we would all yeah. been in jail. But no, you you saw administrators walk by. You even saw campus police, and just didn't even look. Just you know, just kind of minded their own business. So mm. we're doing that, and we're they're like, okay, um, everyone into the TV room. Well, we have a basement, and that's where. Our, A lot of our parties take place and we just hear this this eerie tune just start in the basement. Like it literally reminded me of something like the Haunted Mansion or something, but just like even creepier. Like I knew it was probably from a TV show or something that they use. But I'm like, that's weird, you know, and I remember we had two actives in there and they were talking to us. And as soon as that music started playing, they kind of looked at each other and they're like, "Okay, we'll see you later. And I'm like, "Okay, well, something something's about to happen. I don't know what this is, but whatever. And within a flash, we are, it was almost something out of a movie. We are grabbed by our necks and just thrown in the basement. Like how we got from the floor down a hall, down a flight of stairs. It just, you know, you were just thrown into darkness and you have 15 guys and it's pitch black. The only reason you can see down there is someone's lighting a cigarette and they have their match or someone has their phone lighting up. But it is pitch black down there. You can't see anything. So they're yelling at us to get into different positions. So basically, like our foreheads had to be on the ground and it's musky beer, you know, on it. They just had a party a couple of days ago. Our asses have to be in the air, hands behind our back. And I'm like, OK, so this is what I've heard. The paddles, all that this is it. Okay. And I think the craziest part of this one, because like I said, we're on day five, they didn't touch us. They didn't do a, a, a single thing, but it was all basically like a mental game. They were like, listen, if you don't do what we say, it this, this is a Disney walk in the park cakewalk. This is just a taste. And like I said, we're not even, we're not even touching you. But if you are walking to class or going to your dorm or apartment, and you are taken, don't yell for help. Don't do anything because you've done something wrong. And this is what you deserve. And if you don't think that you can last this long, just drop now. Because we're here to make men out of you. We're here to make an example out of you. And so you're just listening to this and you're just like, what? Like, again, you hear about this in movies. Like, this is wild. And so basically, after this talking to that we had for like 30 minutes, like everyone's spooked. Everyone's just like, Oh my God, like, you know, what just happened? Like I've never, three of our other guys drop. So in the span of five days, we've, we went from 20, we are now down to seven. So, and these seven guys are the ones that stuck it out the whole 10 weeks. And it was almost, it's, it's just a, it's, it was a fight for, survival and I know that sounds so dramatic but like if we didn't have our core seven and we did everything together i you know I, I don't know I don't know if we would have ended up the way that we did at the at the end of it and so like I said I'm explaining all this because now we're in the middle of it so
0: so what is next so the seven of you are left yes
1: yeah so i mean
0: well before you say that I guess the other thing that I'm thinking is just like as you were telling all that I was thinking of like a uh, A docu-series on Netflix Mm -hmm. or Hulu of an abduction or of a kidnapping or Mm -hmm. of a molestation. I'm saying that wrong. But something where if you take fraternity out of this, if you take college out of this, just the act mm -hmm. of this mental torture Mm -hmm. would be a docu-series. You know what I mean?
1: But because
0: it's Brotherhood in the South...
1: Mm-hmm. It's i lot. mean I, st- I still think this could be a docu series whether yeah. you have the fraternity in it or not but yeah no it no it it's crazy so so yeah the, so the seven of us okay so we're like at this point we've gone through five days of pledge we have eight and a half weeks left basically we've gone this far we, and th- that's the other thing i forgot to mention we have to pay our dues so mm-hmm. i came from a fraternity sem- a semester 950 dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, and then a hundred dollar social fee, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I show up and I knew they were gonna be expensive. Like when mm-hmm. I think expensive, I'm like, okay, fifteen, seventeen hundred a semester. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they said they're like everything, not you living in the house, just you being a member, thirty seven hundred dollars a semester. And we were on the cheaper end. There were some that were five, seven thousand a semester. So, How much of it, that
0: goes to headquarters of whatever the fraternity was?
1: Actually, a lot of it was our social feed. That's our parties and everything. Got I knew that's, that's what a lot of it was. I I didn't know what part went to the headquarters, but yeah. I get the feeling. Not, not a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but – so we've already paid this. We had to pay this to join, so I'm like – Okay, if we drop today, $3,700 out the window, what have we done? We, you know, You're
0: paying be, for torture at this point. Yeah. It, it,
1: literally, yeah. I really didn't think anything of it. I literally got home that night and I was like, okay, whatever. That was just a tactic. Well, then, so on Wednesday nights through Saturday nights is DD nights. You are assigned two to three DDs. And, that, and at this point, we are down to two people with cars. I'm one of them and our other friend has a car. So there are two cars to take care of 110 people, basically. Your nights started at 8 p.m. And on a good night, you ended at 2 a.m. But if it was Friday yeah. and Saturday, you went all the way to 4 a.m. And then you yeah. were expected to be up the next morning at 8 a.m., if not for class, for the weekend. So so on the first yeah. night, so on the first weekend of ship I get to drive. On that first night, I had someone throw a rock in my windshield, and my windshield cracked. I had a guy put a lighter under my ear, burnt my ear. I had people doing drugs in the back of my car. I had people throwing up in the back of my car. And I remember I was dropping off my last person, and like I missed it by inches. They took the steering wheel because they were drunk, and we almost ran into another car going down the other road. And I was able to swerve it back, and. You know, I started yelling at him, and I I got hit across the head. And they're like, don't ever talk back to us, ever. You know, who do you think you are? And I'm like, and I was still trying to fight back. I'm like, you almost just made me wreck my car. Plus, it's ruined in the back, and I got hit again. And they're like, we don't, you know, you signed up for it.
0: The rock and the ear thing were also... Uh, brothers
1: of yours, brothers, such a fucked up term here, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh huh. So, so I'm like, wow, that was one night of driving. And again, Mm -hmm. we have seven and a half weeks left of it. The first three weeks I would go, we weren't allowed to use any of the bathrooms in the house. We had a thing called a band band room, which was like, kind of like a open air garage in our backyard. That's where we would host bands and have parties. And there was a crappy Mm -hmm. bathroom. It like, there was crap all over. It smelled awful. But that was the only place you really had some privacy because no one else went in there besides pledges. And I would sit there every day for like 15 minutes, just contemplating every day, just be like, okay, I know I already paid my money, but is this worth it? My car is going to be ruined. Like I have bruises over my head. Is this worth it? But then you just had to keep convincing yourself Well, I'm like, well, I know my roommates aren't dropping, so I don't want to be the lone person that drops. You've already paid the money. And look what you have to look forward to, at least during football season. There may not be another thing that goes on during the spring semester, but look what happens during football season. That's what you wanted, you know. And again, you get sucked into it and you're like, "Okay, we keep going. And and I'm not saying every day was like this. Every day wasn't like a fight for your life, getting bruised, all that.
0: Well, it's it's I mean. It's pretty straightforward of just an analogy of a classic abusive relationship, right? Like not every day sucks. They pull you back in. Look at what you could have. It's going to be amazing and you'll get their love. But then, oh, wait, today's a bad day. We're going to.
1: Exactly. So (laughs) it it, is. It's
0: an abusive relationship.
1: mm -hmm. And that's another thing I kept saying. I'm like, okay, when I make it and we go through this in the fall and we have new places. I'm like, I will not be this person. I will not do this. I will not. Do, I, that was another thing The my one roommate he was pledge class president so he's in charge of six people it's not that hard but he would be in charge of basically funneling uh so xanax was a big thing in this fraternity and in this college yeah and he we would see guys on it he's like i he's like i swear if you guys ever do this this drug like i will disown you like we know better than this you know and you better we better not treat these kids like this you know i'm like oh you're preach in the choir. I will never be like that. Yeah. You know, so. But why didn't that
0: older generation think the same thing when they were pledges?
1: So I kind of hinted around at that. And they're just like, the trend is you were beaten and treated so poorly. You have to take it out, take all your anger and frustration out on the next people. Sophomores and juniors were always the brutalists, just did not care. And they're like, we did it and we've gone through worse. So, you know, suck it up. So, you know, you're again, you're just like, I will never be like that at all.
0: Okay, so you have the horrible driving night. You're every day contemplating this.
1: So I guess two weeks go by. We haven't had an episode like how we did in the basement. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I guess we're doing something right. You know, they haven't whatever.
0: The only physical abuse you've had at this point is the car incident.
1: Yeah, is driving. So. We're at the table in the kitchen, the big dining room, and our pledge trainer, that's the other thing, we have a pledge trainer, and he's basically the guy that's, like, in charge of, you know, are you going to get beat up tonight or whatever? And he comes up to my roommate, who's the pledge class president, and he's never said this before. He's like, keep your phones on tonight. And we're like, okay, well, probably someone needs a ride at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's <laughs> not unusual. Like, you know. And so I go to bed. I think nothing of it. I'm like, I got my 8 a.m. tomorrow. I need to get some rest, whatever. We'll just... All of a sudden, it was three o'clock in the morning and my roommate's banging on my door. He's like, we have to be at the house in five minutes. I'm like, what time is it? He's like, it's it's three. We got to go. We got to go. And I'm the one that's driving. So they're yelling at me to get going. So I'm discombobulated. I'm throwing my clothes on and we speed to the house. Well, we get there and music's blasting. You know, you think they're having a party on a Saturday night. But the and this is one of the crazy parts. So our plus trainer meets us at the back door and he's like, don't you, and none of you say a word, none of you. Well, I'm expecting we're going to go in the basement now. We are led up to the attic and he's like, we don't want to wake up the others now, do we? Well, the the others he's talking about are the 15 that were down in the basement. And apparently we are now learning that they have had a bad reputation. Those are the ones taking bars and Xanax. They're the ones that I'll actually kill you. And so that apparently was the point of this a.m. meeting. So we get beaten with a paddle. Our necks are bruised. Our asses are bruised. We're yelled at. We're, you know, in pitch blackness. We're in the attic. And again, I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened to the basement? But the twisted and sick thing was our plus trainer. After all of that, he's like, I hope, you know, we are trying to protect you. And we're all like, how can you say that? We're face first and, you know, in an attic right now and you've just beaten us. What's your point? He's like, there are these guys, we call them bar tards. And he's like, they are sophomores that went through the worst of the worst because they were the most innocent and the people above them thought they need to be fixed. So long. So here they are today. They're the most addicted to drugs. He's like, you don't know how many times I've walked in on a conversation with them. And they've, they're planning to break into your guys' dorms and apartments. They want to slash your tires. They literally want to ruin you. He's like, they will kill you. If they're under the influence, they will kill you. So we are trying to warn you and protect you. And I'm thinking, why don't you stop this? Like, just mm-hmm. tell them if you, if they do any of that they're kicked out, like, and that's the end of it or get our, I mean, we, we literally had a fraternity lawyer. We had a fraternity, like security guy. Like we had all these adults and yeah. here are these 20 and 21 year olds. Are afraid to stop another group of 20 and 21 year olds because when they take drugs, they get a little out of hand. And so they're like, Don't ever walk into a house of theirs unsupervised. Don't don't do not pick them up if it's just them. Make sure there are girls with them because girls were always the saving grace. The girls never wanted the pledges to get hurt. So they're like, if you're picking them up, do not you make sure one of us are with you. So they're giving this giving us these rules of these 15 guys in our fraternity. and Who are in the
0: basement sleeping like bears that could yeah, wake up at any second. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Was he not worried about himself getting beat up because it was only the pledges that
1: yeah, were yeah. targeted? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, once he- you
0: pass that eight-week mark, you're mm-hmm. free of pain. Is that yeah. the
1: thought? Yeah, you are not touched. You are equal.
0: Okay, so you have this moment. They beat you up for the reason of protection, which, again, is just this mm-hmm. abusive relationship. Yeah. Thing. And I'm also thinking this whole time in this story about all of the girls that they're sleeping with, quite frankly. Like, that's also mm-hmm. where my head's going. It's like, mm-hmm. this behavior towards men, you just, how is this not coming out towards the girls that they're with? But that's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a different conversation. Okay. So you have this night. We got like six weeks left, right? I mean, where are we in this I, I race? Mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Literally, we are like at six weeks. So I'll basically, I'll kind of just, just assume. All six weeks are very tough, and we are yeah. not having fun. I think the two biggest events that yeah. I was just like, this is psychotic. Yeah, so we are taking one night again. Our pledge trainer comes up to our um, our pledge class presidents like, keep your phones on tonight. So we're like, okay, we know it's coming. We know something's coming. And at this point, we've already had our – they're called lineups where you get basically – Taken and beaten and Beat no, all that stuff. That's literally what it's called. And they gave us an address. So we've never gone off campus before. It's always been at the house at this point. And they're like, go to a gas station before, get a 24-pack of beer and a carton and bags. That's different. We've never been requested of that, but whatever. So we're given an address. We drive to this house. It was actually an, an ex-president of this fraternity's house, but he wasn't there. So the pledge council is all in there. So we show up. And immediately put in the position, you know, yelled at, all that jazz, you know, we're yelled at, kicked, whatever. And then they're like, okay, go outside. So we go in the backyard. So when we get out there, it just finished raining. So it's kind of a little light out, but you can barely see anything, whatever. And they, and they said, line up against the fence, put your hands behind your back. And the first thing I think of, oh God, what are we, what's being thrown at? Like what's going to be thrown at? Yeah. So yeah, the eggs start thrown. Okay, whatever. But then I remember something hit me directly in my forehead and it like jolted me back and I fell to the ground and I put my hand down to try to get up and it, it was a literal stone. It was a, like a heavy stone. And that's when it clicked. They're like, I'm like, oh my God, they're mixing the eggs in stones, so so you're hearing literally the sound of eggs hitting skin, eggs hitting the fence, but then you're hearing these stones hit the fence and hit our guys in the head. And the eeriest part of this, no one's saying a word, like someone's grunting or like you know dropping to the floor. But that's the other thing; they they were like, if you ever. You know, if we ever hear you grunt or whatever, like we'll just come at you hard. So everyone's trying to hold their aggression, but the guys throwing it—they're not saying a word. They're not laughing. They're not saying it's anything. Like hitting golf balls, yeah, literally, and no one's saying. It's just dead silent. You know, there's it's three o'clock in the morning. There's no cars. There's no people out walking around. By this time, we're all on the ground. We all and at this mm-hmm. point we have our hands up, and they're not saying anything. But yeah. you were still getting pelted. And finally, they're like, "All right, back inside." And so then we get back in our positions on the ground, whatever. And my head's on the ground, and I know the sound of a paddle wood to this day. You know, I knew it before. I remember I heard a sound hit the ground, and I'm like, "That's not wood." I'm like, "What is that?" And another one dropped, and I'm like, "It's I'm like, it's a golf club." I'm like, oh. "I'm like, golf clubs are coming out." Okay, I was like, "I didn't know that was a thing." And again, it's silent. They put on that same eerie tune that we had to listen to that very first basement time. So they're playing that very lightly. It's like, it's like, it's it's like a production almost. And you just hear the windup of a golf club and it coming down and just hitting our guys in the back. So our plus club president's all the way at one end. I'm at the very opposite. And I I can, I, by this time, you also know what each other's grunts or, you know, Uggs sound like you can tell who's who. And I'm like, okay, Grayson just got hit. And then, The next guy got hit, and it's coming down the line and you you're just like brace for impact. You know, like we're going down, you know, and it I I've never had the wind taken out of me and all my sports and everything. I literally thought I was going to just black out because I was breathing in trying to brace for it. And that's when he hit me and I just fell to the ground, just passed out. And a guy's like, get up grabs me by my neck, trying to put me back in my position. I'm struggling, breathing for air. And, you know, again, and no one's saying a word. And this is going on for, again, seems like forever, but probably 10 minutes. But yeah, and then when they were done, they're like, get back in your car. Do not say anything to anyone. And But then they're like, who drove? So it's me and our other friend. And he's like, okay, you, who drive everyone back to their of dorms and apartments and this is the um, pledge trainer telling me this he's like you're gonna drive and get me something to eat so I'm shaking I'm I don't even know what I look like in the mirror. i probably look like I just got beaten, you know, like with hammers.
0: No place it, to drive. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. No. no. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, Mentally, just, physically. Exactly. And then remember this is the same guy that said we're trying to protect you. He gets in the car and we're driving. It's dead silent. And he kind of puts his hand up and I'm thinking he's going to grab the steering wheel again. So I, you know, tense up and I jerk. And he's like, hey, hey, I, I'm not going to hurt you. And I, I'm like, did you what? You know, you know, I, and he's like, he's like, it, it's just me. It, you know, it, it's fine. You know, it's just me. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to hurt you. And I'm still not saying a word. I'm just like again, just trying to figure out what's all happened. And he's like, he's like, Hey, I just want you to know, I, I like a lot of you guys. He's like, I have to do this. Like they put me in this position to lead all of this. He's like, I don't want those bar tarts getting a hold of you. So I have to do this. He's like, or else it could be even worse for you. He's just like, I, I'm sorry. Just know that I'm sorry, but I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And again, you just don't say anything here. You're just not. he's like is everyone else okay he's like is ever is anyone actually hurt I don't think I <laughs> everyone's like, <"I>, hurt <laughs> exactly but I'm like I don't think so you know no one's dead mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like he's like okay and then we pull up to this pita place he's like do you want anything i'll I'll buy <laughs> and I'm just no I'm good he's like okay go home you know don't come into the house at eight am if you don't have to just give yourself a rest so at that minute at that moment you're like again, it's a character they're playing. They're in they have to do it in front of these people. And I guess not everyone like this all the time, even during or not during Pledge. And I I just looked at this kid because this kid is six two, a big guy, and you just saw him as soft as anyone else, like really feeling sorry for us.
0: Everyone's afraid of everyone is the it, truth of this, right? It's yeah. like a hierarchy of fear.
1: Exactly. And there's a
0: choice being made, each generation of these fraternities, to continue this.
1: Exactly. So I guess Personally, that is one of the worst things that happened to me. The other thing that happened, it was to our roommate, my our pledge class president. So him and my other roommate would always have to borrow my car when it was time for them to DD. So I would just mm-hmm. that was the only that was the only time we had a break. If you weren't DDing because we didn't have any cars, no one would bother you. So mm-hmm. the days that someone was driving, the other two of us would be sitting in our apartment like, thank God. So he goes out, you know, <coughs> DDing. Well, then it's me and my roommate. We're chilling, watching TV. Well, our one friend comes running in the door. It's like 1130. He's like, so-and-so is gone. No one can locate him. His phone's off. He turned his five My friend's off. Like, we don't know where he is. And I'm like, okay, that, this isn't good. And I'm like, he's in my car too. I'm like, Whoa. no one's ever driven outside of the town. Like, no one's gone mm-hmm. farther than 10 minutes radius. Yeah, it's a college town. Yeah, Why would you it, Exactly. Well, long story short, I mean, we have I mean, our fraternity president president is calling me in a panic. He's like, well, where is he? I'm like, I don't know. He was driving and they're like, well, we'll, we'll figure this out. And our our pledge trainer is having a breakdown. He's like, I don't Why know. Why are he- they
0: so scared? Because are they, they worried that
1: they don't know who's taking him or who he's with? They don't know. He Maybe someone made him drive off in a ditch. Maybe someone literally kidnapped him. When the president and the – From the tra- fraternity. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's their thought. Okay. Yeah.
1: And the, when the pledge trainer doesn't know what to do, like, and the president, we're like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is bad. So literally hours later, we find out it was two seniors had called our friend, made him pick him up from a bar, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. Well, as soon as he picks him up, they're like, let me see your phone. And that was never unusual because sometimes people are trying to text other people in the fraternity saying, hey, meet us here, you know, whatever. Well, they turned his phone off and they're like, get on Highway 94, which is right. Parallels our um, college town. And He's like, well, where are we going? He's like, we're going to Philadelphia, Mississippi. So that's that's two hours away from our college town. And it's the only place near our college town that has uh, casinos is the only place. So basically forced him. drive to this casino town, they get a room. And, and we're learning all this, they finally get him back the next day. I think he came back the next day at like noon. And I'm, you know, we're like, what happened? He's like, they drove, they drove me or I had to drive him down there. They basically got a hotel room and they literally beat me just the two of them for an hour and a half, you know, and then, then they left me and they went and gambled. And I'm like, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you get in the car and drive home at that point? Like, that's unacceptable. And he's like, I was scared. What if they saw me walking out? What? I'm like, you had you had the hotel phone call someone. I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. They've taken you. But again, you're you're yelling at him. But you don't know what you would have done if you were in that situation. If you're in so long story short, these two guys come back, they fall asleep, they wake up the next day, really had no recoll- recollection how they got down there. They, really, they remember joking that they wanted to go to Philadelphia, but in their drunk mind forced our friend to do it. That was a turning point kind of in our house. The president got involved and was like, okay, no one – can drive five five miles outside of our radius. All the pledges' phones are to be on at all times, and if any of them go off, you know I'm shutting down the whole fraternity. You know I will I will do that. The president like no events, no nothing. He's like this.
0: He so he steps in here, but not physical abuse though.
1: Exactly, that's what it took because the presidents always kind of turn a blind eye. You know they know it happens, but as long as it doesn't happen in front of them. You know they can assume. Oh. Where is
0: the president during the time where they have you all in the house upstairs beating you?
1: Oh, he's or asleep. with the
0: eggs. He's asleep. Okay, so he's not a part of it. Mm-mm, no. Do you do you believe that it was just beating up?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, because we we talked about okay. it afterwards. We talked about it. You know,
0: my head went somewhere oh, yeah. else. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You no, Yeah.
1: No, because I'm like, cause I'm like, it can't be one of those things you keep to yourself. Because I'm like, dude, that yeah. that'll ruin you. He's like, no. Mm, he's that's like, what I'm thinking. He's like, it was just kind of beating. He's like, nothing else. And I'm like, okay. because at that point, enough is enough. Like mm-hmm. this, we're way past the point, you know, all that. So, but I say that that was the other worst thing that happened to us as a group. Now, don't get me wrong. We had other horrible nights. Yeah. But those are the two that kind of stick out.
0: So then you get out of pledging and you're in it and everything's fine.
1: Yeah. And it really came down to one night. They saved the last night for the worst. I mean, it was... um I, just as intense as uh, all the other nights but again it was those guys that were trying to warn us about the other guys and they're mm-hmm. like we have to do the secretive we can't let mm-hmm. those other guys you know get a hold of up because actually a couple of those bar tards had gotten a hold of a couple of, uh, of a couple of our guys and it wasn't great like no one went to the hospital or anything but they're like
0: oh worse
1: yeah then so, what happened to you guys? Because exactly. I was going to
0: say, this whole time, they're saying those guys are worse at the end of the day. Those yeah. guys don't beat you up, and these guys beat you up. Yeah. Who's really worse here, you know? Yeah. But if you're saying,
1: yeah, so I mean, like, I guess
0: it's relative. When you are finally in the fraternity, though, do these guys become your social life, like what you wanted? Do they become your friends?
1: So the 15 that you wanted to stay away from, they're friendly to you. Now, you're not hanging out. You're not best friends. <laughs> but, you know, again, like that was my mindset of them the entire entire time of college. I was like, they're horrible people, you know, whatever, but they'll mm-hmm. be so nice to you. They'll ask you, you know, what are you doing this weekend? You know, blah, blah, blah. So finally, so we're in it. So at now we're now me and the people that just went through Pledge we're now juniors. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of ahead of the game. So we get a new Pledge class. We are 60 people. We are now friends with everyone. You know, we're all going out, mm-hmm. but this is kind of when I start seeing how it can really suck you in now that you're part of it. So
0: the cycle. That's what I'm wondering. What yeah, happens here?
1: Yeah, we get our new pledges. We have 60 people. So I, I'm starting to talk to them. I'm just curious. I really want to know where they're from. And well, slowly, I see my roommates because we all still we all still live together. They're now starting to get a little aggressive with them. They're yelling at them. They're being a little more demanding. I mean, everyone's demanding and everyone's yeah. snapping, but. I'm like, y'all, okay, come you know, okay. You know, you roll your eyes, but whatever, you know, just as long as you don't do it. But I remember, I remember we, it was an away football game. So a lot of the people leave, a lot of these people leave and take pledges. But if you're a pledge and you stay in town and there's actives in town, you're basically assigned to their house or assigned to them for the weekend. So we have these four pledges come and I liked them. They were great guys you know, all I want to do is talk to them. I mean, yeah, you can clean my house or whatever, but I'm not going to like throw you in a closet or whatever. And I remember, I walked outside, I was talking to some of my friends, and I go back in and all the pledges are gone. And I asked and we had some of our girlfriends over and I'm like, Oh, where's, uh, where's the pledges? And she kind of points to my roommate's room. And she's like, they're in there. Okay, so I open the door. They're all in the position with their asses and their hands behind their back. And I see my roommate. And he has a, uh, he has a golf club and a paddle in his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? And I looked in his eyes, he had had taken a bar and he was one of the ones that told me never to do that. And, you know, he would disown me and I, and I just looked down like, really? He's like, what? They need to go through what we did. I'm like, even if they do, they not through us, but also not in our house and not them. And just like none of this is okay. Just, you know, there's a just no. And he's like, he's like, just, just stay in here. I'm just going to talk to him. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stay in here. I'm going to watch what you do. So, you know, he goes on like this drunken rant about, you know, like <laughs> we've been through so much shit, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just looking, I'm like, can we wrap this up? You know, like let them go. And at the very end, he just takes a paddle and just, he hits them as hard as he can and before I can even stop him. He hits, one misses his butt and gets him in the back of his head mm. and he just goes down and I'm like okay that's enough we're done we're like we're done I was like give me the paddle and so I, I'm and so I yelled at all for him I'm like get up get up go go and so my roommate's so drunk I p- of the girls I'm like you watch him just watch him make sure he doesn't follow me we go out and they're kind of like looking at me like well what do we do where do we go like we've been inside you I'm like go to your dorms just go home and if anyone asks, You're doing something for me, you know, whatever. Uh I was like, we're done here. I'm like, it's Saturday night. The game ended. There's nothing (laughs) to do the rest of the weekend. Just go home. And and they did. So the next day, my roommate comes in. He's now sober and everything. He's like, you're not going to say anything, are you? I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. But I thought we learned. I I was like, we just went through this like four months ago. I'm like, we don't have to prove a point here. Like, yeah, we I mean, there's a difference between like snapping your fingers and, you know, going along with it, you know, like whatever. But I'm like, We're, we do not need to put these kids in a bedroom and bring paddles. I'm like, that has nothing to do with us. I'm like, no. He's like, I, I know, I know. I'm like, and what happened to the bars? Like, really? He's like, I was just trying one. I'm like, and look, and look what happened. Look, look what our result was. And so from that point on, from me... I now have class from 5.30, 6.45, 5.30 is dinner time. Pledges, you don't eat. Yeah, you can have a plate of food, but people are throwing crap on it. Like people are mm-hmm. spitting in it. My thing was, I'm like, okay, who wants to take me to class? And I kind of, I will admit, I'm like kind of snappy. I'm like, someone take me to class, you know, whatever. They get in the car and we drive. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. And I'll Venmo you 10 bucks, go to Jimmy John's, get a sandwich, sit in your car for 30 minutes. Just say you're taking me to class and you had to go pick up someone else. Then go back once dinner's over. And then that way you go right into study hours. And they kind of looked at me like, why? And I'm like, do you want to eat? And I was like, I'm literally giving you this just, and I'm like, I'm not doing this for everyone. I'm doing it to the people that I can, that I see a lot of myself in that was trying just to get by just to be part of this. Um, So that's kind of what I did every Tuesday and Thursday for six weeks, you know, because you can't go against the system. You don't want to have us all crumbling down and not have a fraternity at all. So I was just, you know, and I'm like, and I hope you see me doing this and you don't act how the others are acting when you get to this point. So that's like I said, that's kind of all that I tried to do. So
0: was it worth it? Like the social life and everything you wanted? Like, did you get the perks that you had so wanted?
1: I really did. And, I, and I, I'm I i almost ashamed to admit that, but also at the same time... It's okay. I'm re- I'm, no, it's
0: not a judgment question. I'm just curious. Yeah. You no, know?
1: I mean, we had, we had some of the best parties ever. Like, some can't beat it to this day. I did meet some of my good friends. Am I still friends with them to this day? Not all of them. Some of them. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to girls. I got to hang out with different guys. I got to go to all these events. I got to meet a lot of people that I still talk to to this day because I'm in Greek life. Like we've gone on yeah. vacation together. We visit each other's hometowns. Like I went and it forever, but mm-hmm. I just wish it was conducted it in a different way. It didn't have to way. come at a cost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you think about schools that without fraternities or sororities and you're like, okay, well, if you just took them away, then doesn't everyone have a fair shot at a social life?
1: It, yeah, exactly. But then
0: what do you lose from that? I don't know. I don't know these answers either. I'm just, you know, it, brainstorming. But as you described here, the unimaginable painful mental toll that it takes on people and on young men mm-hmm. who need the opposite of that at that time in their life. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: need exactly what you gave the other young men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just heartbreaking.
1: It is. I mean, we still have people I know and from our fraternity to this day are still addicted to Xanax and Bars, never grew out of that. Mm-hmm. I know two people have passed away due to mental issues. Now, not saying that fraternity caused that.
0: Of course. It, no, of course.
1: It it didn't probably didn't help the situation.
0: Now, this story a fraternity tell all, you know, you mm-hmm. haven't really heard these, right? We were sitting here at the beginning saying that. Yeah. And my first thought is, well, who's gonna be the snitch, right? <laughs> like that's how you'd be seen based on everything you just said how do you feel telling this story for how many years out are you like you would never have done this while you were a sophomore Uh, or while you were a freshman or while you were in it
1: no I mean if someone doesn't say something no one will and it's still going to be like this underground system I'm not like I said I'm not hoping that stuff gets shut down like I that would not solve anything it would just be even more secretive
0: if these guys showed up today, if, like, the scariest guy in the fraternity knocked on your door right now, like, would they have the same weight to you now as they did then?
1: Oh, no. I would I, I would honestly laugh because it was those guys, once we became active, those were the funniest guys. Those were the people that— It's crazy. Yeah. And and then the guys that we were warned about, don't get me wrong, they had their set mm-hmm. of, sets of issues. They still went out and blacked out every night, but they come right up to us. Buy, a, buy us a drink. Actually, a couple of them apologized to us, saying, "You know, we're mm-hmm. sorry we did that. You know, that was a lot." It's yeah. Like, yeah, 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 it, it was, and that's why yeah. sometimes we couldn't sleep at night because of you guys. And they're like, "Yeah, sorry," mm-hmm. and then you know we move on. So,
0: my final question: mm-hmm. People come to Missouri, whatever town you're in, they want to go eat somewhere. What is your favorite spot? Where should we go? What should we get?
1: Okay, so in St. Louis, we're known for our Italian like we have an Italian district. But with that, have you ever heard of Tosa Ravioli? No. Okay, so it's Ravioli, but it's, it's basically mm-hmm. fried. And there's a place here called Lombardo's. There's two locations. One's downtown, mm-hmm. one's right by our airport. Best Tosa Ravioli you'll ever have. If you've never had Tosa Ravioli in the first place, it'll change your life. But if you're a St. Louisan, mm-hmm. that is the place to go, in my opinion. I might get flack for that, but...
0: Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that... Anything else you wanted to say that you didn't or anything that you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that now that you think? I mean, I don't think. Now, like
1: me. I said, it's just I'm not trying to snitch, shut anything down, you know, expose. Just I'm just telling the truth.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you don't like the episode, forget what I just said. And just please don't tell anyone.